0: Nation. Welcome back to another episode of Extreme Resurrection. I'm James Gruenberg alongside with Steve Riddle.
1: Steve, how are you doing tonight? I am doing good. I'm glad to be back here for another go-around as we are uh kicking off the road to WrestleMania for ECW.
0: Yeah, uh, we are uh we are on the road to WrestleMania. We are past uh we just finished uh closed out no way out. Uh, 2007 on Sunday, and so uh, these seem to be very good. Uh, these two episodes seem very, very good. And uh, what direction we're leading into um, for for WrestleMania 23 in Detroit?
1: Mm-hmm. Definitely.
0: So, uh, let's get into it. This is ECW from san diego california february 20th 2007 we open up with a tribute to mike awesome who passed away mike awesome was a uh was an ecw pioneer in the uh later years of ecw 1999 and 2000 were mostly his years he died of um he actually uh killed himself uh in two thousand seven It would be a string of death- there would be a string of pro wrestler deaths in two thousand seven but this one I remember was like the beginning of what is to become of some of the pro wrestlers who would pass away in two thousand seven I have a couple of uh fond fond memories of Mike awesome. Uh, Mike Awesome was the one who defeated Tanaka and Taz for the ECW title on Taz's last night with the promotion where Taz lost uh, the triple threat match. So he would lose the ECW title and that would be Mike Awesome winning and becoming the new ECW champion. When he signed with WCW, he made an impact with Kevin Nash, uh, in the new blood, he attacked Kevin Nash and uh, gave him a power bomb. And then he would throw, he would throw a Chris Canyon off the cage at um, Slampery 2000 uh, during that triple cage, triple cage, triple threat match between uh, DDP, Jeff Jarrett, and David Arquette. He would have some uh, runs as different gimmicks, but I don't think WCW really knew what to do with them. He would end up uh, being a tag team in a tag team with Lance Storm and uh, being in Team Canada for a while as well. So they would finish up WCW in a tag team, and he would make an impact in WWE as well. He would... Um, he would powerbomb rhino to become the wwe hardcore champion at madison square garden during the invasion angle so he had a big impact where in all three companies but it only seemed that like ecw knew what to do with him what do you think Steve, And what are your memories of mike awesome
1: yeah i agree um it was actually um, 3 days before our show tonight on uh, February 17th that he had uh, that he died and like you said yeah committed suicide which um reading up on that i think uh, it's, they said he was going through some um, some personal problems he was going through a divorce and that you know you know really messed with his mind but i mean you you figure given the uh, punishment he's done to himself over the years you know that probably had a uh, hand in as well i don't remember a lot about his you know that mike awesome um i didn't watch you know ecw back in the late 90s i didn't you know watch it on TN, but i do know he you know, like you said he was a major force back then uh during those later er- the later era when he won the title and had that great series with uh, masato tanaka um which car- had carried over from when he was in japan um and then like you said when he showed up on nitro and um attacked kevin nash while he was still champ you know he was still ecw champion um I remember watching. You know, I watched him in 2000. You know, kind of watching back here on my little chrono watches here. And um, you know, early on, he looked really good. It wasn't until like the summer when they started pairing him up with those uh, those gimmicks, like the the fat chick Thrella and the, that 80s guy. I mean, uh, that 70s guy. That I think he lost a lot of momentum. And then, uh, like you said, then he came to the WWF as part of the invasion. He you know won the hardcore title, and then after invasion, he really kind of just disappeared. Um, from there and then you know he popped up at a one night stand o five in that really fun match with Tanaka and I think a lot of people thought he might get rehired because of it, but he never did. he just kind of disappeared again and then we didn't hear about him until um, until his passing, which is unfortunate and you mentioned how it kind of uh this begins an unfortunate trend that we'll see here through 07 um we touched on it you know a couple of episodes when uh when Bam Bigelow passed away now now Mike awesome. And like, um, it's only gonna get unfortunately get worse, and it's gonna really hit the hit the nadir come the summer, which we'll get to. But um, yeah, a sad loss for the business. Um, he'll obviously awesome will always be remembered for his ECW run, and um, yeah, I think just a guy that had all the potential in the world, but just you know the, between the bad gimmicks and WCW and. Just kind of disappearing in WWF and never panned out for him, which is kind of unfortunate because he was a guy that I think definitely had a um, had a bright future had he been able to get a good, you know, get a proper push in either of those two companies.
0: Yeah, I definitely thought if Mike Awesome stayed around in WWE for a little while, but um, I think he could have been like European champion, you know, if that title stayed for a little bit while longer. You know, maybe an intercontinental champion at best, but that might be pushing it. But if you weren't a main guy in the invasion angle, you were pushed off to the side. Mike Awesome had that one month run where he was hardcore champion and then at invasion, you know, even though he comes at the losing end, he opened up the invasion pay-per-view him and Lane storm versus edge and Christian. But then, you know, he gets put off to the back burner with the arrest, the Alliance members who aren't like Booker T who aren't Rob Van Dam. And you know, And he would just be there just to, like, be, like, a guy to beat up the Rock if uh, Booker T needed help or if Stone Cold needed help. You know, Mike Austin was just running out there just to cause disqualifications. He would be on some Sunday night heats and, like, maybe just, like, you know, on one random raw, you know, but w w e did not really know what to do with the uh invasion angle guys as well, so it's a sad loss for uh mike awesome and it's a sad loss for the uh e c w uh world as well mhm so we um we get highlights of no way out uh that took place last sunday before this e c w episode Bobby Lashley versus Mr. Kennedy for the ECW title. Lashley gets himself disqualified after hitting Mr. Kennedy with a chair. So tonight's main event will be a triple threat match, Bobby Lashley versus Mr. Kennedy versus hardcore Holly. I find it interesting that they are keeping hardcore around. For um for to be a contender for ECW for the ECW championship when he's lost in the past like two weeks. So um, you know, very interesting that they're still keeping up with uh hardcore Holly on this one, but they also are keeping Mr. Kendi in the picture as well since he got it um he did not win the title, but he wins the match at no way out.
1: Yeah, I, I... I don't know why Holly's in this match. I mean, I get you know, I guess they just to throw him in there. But um, like I said, yeah, Kennedy that that match with Lashley and Kennedy, no, yeah, it was really just bizarre. Like it's not it's for the ECW title, but it's not Extreme Rules. They have Kennedy win by DQ, which seems really, again, just they they, they I guess they kind of found themselves booked into a corner because they didn't they they didn't want Kennedy to lose another major title title match after losing to Batista at the Rumble. But obviously, you don't want Lashley to lose the title because you've got something big for him coming up here. So they kind of, you know, they had backed themselves in the corner. They kind of, you know, I thought, you know, it was a lame way to get out of it. But I mean, if anything, you know, they can you know, blow it off here on TV because you figure, again, Lashley's not going to lose to either Kennedy or definitely Holly at this point.
0: No, so well, you know, it, it just advances the storyline, and at least Kenny gets his uh, gets a rematch. But again, it's with Hardcore Holly match, Triple Threat match. The new breed entered the ring. They are celebrating their wins over the you go over the originals last week. The new breed are looking to uh, beat up the originals again. So they pick a man, and the originals pick a man. It's going to be Kevin Thorne versus Rob Van Dam. Kevin Thorne uh, punches by Kevin Thorne, by Thorne to start. RVD tries to pin Thorne. Clothesline to the outside. A crossbody by RVD to Kevin Thorne on the outside. There's a huge brawl by the ECW Originals and the New Breed. So this takes us to a commercial break. When we come back, all of the ECW Originals and the New Breed who aren't involved in the match are ejected. So now it's fair game. Spinning heel kick and a rolling thunder by RVD. The side kick by RVD. A huge cross body by Thorne. The windmill kick by RVD. And the five-star frog splash. RVD wins. I gave this match two stars. A very good showing by RVD. And, you know, Kevin Thorne does a really good job, too, in this match as well. So I gave it two stars.
1: Yeah, I gave it two and a quarter. I thought it was actually pretty good. Um, interesting pairing here with RVD and Thorne. I like how they got rid of, you know, they had the the groups out there, but then they got rid of them fairly quickly so that it became a one-on-one match. And, um, yeah, I thought um, Thorne showed some good fire here. I think he knew this was a big spot for him. He wanted to show that he belonged in the group. You know, we we kind of been touching on how he kind of looked, you know, a bit out of place just based on the character, but... Um he you know, he got to show off his skills here and R V D, you know, got his big moves in. he you know some of those uh, dives he took he got a lot of distance on them. So um kudos to him for that. And um I thought it was you know, fine giving R V D the win. Um, the new breed had got you know had pretty much dominated the originals the last two weeks, so it was kind of you know you figured the originals had to get a win here at some point. So this was a, as good of a spot ever you know if any of the four are going to get a win, it's going to be RVD. So and if you're going to have any of the originals lose, I mean uh, new breed lose, um, it would probably you know Thorn would probably be the best guy to do so. So uh, good little showing here for both guys to kind of keep this feud uh, percolating.
0: Yes, so with that being said, we also... Um, so now we are 40 days away from WrestleMania 23 from here. And, you know, the the legend uh, legendary match that always takes place at WrestleMania is the Money in the Bank, where, uh, you know, the competitors climb the ladder, they retrieve the briefcase. So with that being said, we have a Money in the Bank qualifying match. We have... CM Punk versus Johnny Nitro. A headlock takedown by Punk. Leaping sidekick by Nitro to Punk. Punk using Punk's always using his kicks on Nitro. A double underhook backbreaker by Punk. Buzzsaw kick by Nitro. Nitro misses the corkscrew moonsault. And Punk hits his move where I call it's the first go to sleep, but they're not calling it that. But Nitro lands uh, his face right onto Punk's knees and um, Punk gets the win with the GTS. So I gave this match also two stars. Very good performance by CM Punk and Nitro as they were battling to see who would go on to WrestleMania to have a uh, to have a spot in the Money in the Bank match.
1: Yeah, I went um two as well. Good a little showing by both guys. Uh, this is a pairing we'll see a lot of this year, so um obviously we'll get used to that. But um this I thought was a great way to um to give Punk an opportunity to get on the WrestleMania card. Um he deserved to be on there. Um putting him in the money in the bank was a good choice. Um and you know, I thought Nitro, considering, you know, he seemed kinda aimless at this point, I thought this was again a good showing for him. He got to show off some of his skills, um some of those uh those um, unique moves he was doing um looked good. Um the corkscrew moonsault was beautiful, even though he uh, he missed and uh, like you said, the first um first instance of Punk hitting the um the move that will eventually become the GTS. Um I thought it was good to kind of mix it up for him. As much as I, you know, enjoy the your the uh Man of kind of ice as a finisher, I thought Punk needed a really like impactful more impactful finisher, and um that's definitely it. Um but yeah, good little showing for both guys and um And be interested to see how Punk um, handles himself in the Money in the Bank match.
0: Yeah, I thought that this was very good. You know, you do need a pin, like a finisher that'll pin your opponent. Not that submission finishers are a problem, as we see, like when, like, you know, Chris Jericho applies the wall to Jericho or Chris Benoit's crippler crossface, you know, like it all. They're good, but, you know, sometimes you also need a backup, and the GTS uh, is a fine backup move for, um, you know, Punk uh, Punk pinning his opponents. So CM Punk will go on to WrestleMania 23, and he will be in the Money in the Bank ladder match. We go backstage, and Mr. Kennedy is doing an interview. Kennedy thinks that it's unfair that it's not one-on-one with Lashley, which I do agree, Steve, I feel like this should be a rematch. And I don't understand what Hardcore Holly is doing in the triple threat match, like you said. So Hardcore Holly says he is going to walk out with the ECW title. So, yeah, you know, uh, Hardcore Holly saying, uh, you know, he's he's going to walk out the ECW title. So we'll see what uh, happens in the main event. But first, we have um, a returning ECW superstar who has not been on any of the shows in recent weeks. Oh, nor has his tag team partner La Resistance uh, showing up randomly out of the blue. We'll we'll tell we'll tell you why. But they're facing Los Luchas. Uh, um, this is basically a squash match, but if you look, Laurie stance is looking like they're on the juice now. Rene Dupree and Beliard granier they are looking buffed up here. I thought they lo- had some like natural born, uh, natural born thriller edges uh, here. You know, like they look, they look buff. You know, but nothing really to see here. Uh, one of the guys. Uh, Hit the floor really hard, and uh, that was about it. I gave this a dud. It was just a squash match, you know. I don't know why it's here, but other than that, nothing, Steve.
1: Yeah, I gave it a dud too. I I did not remember at all that Larez was here. Um, like you said, it had been. It seemed like forever since Dupree was on TV, and I mean, Granier had been on SmackDown by that point. At this point, doing the whole um, like I think it was like. He was doing like the Quebec um, ambassador gimmick or whatever, but they were going nowhere. Um I actually thought they looked pretty good at good in this little reunion here. I mean they hit some like you said, that one uh, that one jobber took like a nasty bump over the top of the floor. Um and then that little uh, neck breaker combo they hit actually looked pretty good. Um but yeah, it's just really, really random. I and mean, you're right, they're both looking um geeked up here. Um I don't know if this was the beginning of a you know a run for them. Um, or if this was just to kind of give them some, you know, give something else here, because I mean, like you said, the match itself is, you know, it's barely thirty seconds, and then you don't even remember Larez, you know, winning because um, after the match, Snitsky comes out and then and just kills the jobbers with boots. So you don't even, you know, it's it's really more just to kind of, you know, yeah, it gives Larez a win, but it's more about Snitsky coming out at the end. So just, you know, <laughs> I, I I don't know, like you know, our buddy Tim Cable would say, what are we doing?
0: Yeah, and then uh, you know, as you said, Snitsky comes out and uh, he just kills the kills the jobbers with the boots. But uh, you know, Snitsky is still looking to make that impact on uh, ECW. So hopefully, uh, we get him in as well. You know, uh, see what uh, Sn- Snitsky brings to the table. Uh, hopefully, he'll have his first match as we uh, chug along uh, these ECW episodes. Mm-hmm. Before we do get to the main event, we have a uh, Hall of Fame announcement in for the class of 2007. Mr. Perfect will be uh, is going to be inducted uh, this in for the class of 2007. So you know, very nice touching that uh, Mr. Perfect got into the Hall of Fame in 2007. I remember that Wade Boggs had inducted him. And it was always a great package uh, with Mr. Perfect, showing him, you know, doing that whole uh, catching catching his own pass, you know, hitting that home run off of Wade Boggs. And then, um, you know, like the, the darts, the diving board and everything, and everyone talking about how he was Mr. Perfect and how he was perfect at, at everything. So congratulations to uh, Mr. Perfect getting inducted into the 2007 Hall of Fame.
1: Mm hmm. Definitely very uh, well-deserved, like you said. And I mean, right off the bat, this uh, class of seven is looking good because not only do you have um, perfect, but of course, um, the, I think it was the week before um, we got the announcement of the first inductee, which was, of course, uh, Dusty Rhodes. So uh, already shaping up to be a pretty good class.
0: Yes. Yes, indeed. And, uh, you know, as uh, the uh, weeks roll by, we'll get more uh, inductees into the class of 2007. So, with that being said, it is time now for our main event. It is the ECW title triple threat match. And uh, there are no disqualifications uh, in this triple threat match as well. It is Bobby Lashley versus Mr. Kennedy versus Hardcore Holly. Lashley goes after Holly, Holly, but it starts off as it starts off. But uh, he gets double teamed by Holly and Mr. Kennedy. Clotheslines by Lashley. Holly throws Lashley into the steel post. A belly to belly suplex by to Holly. A backdrop to Kennedy. A double double vertical suplexes on Holly. Double vertical suplexes. Holly kicks a chair into Lashley's face. The Alabama slam by hardcore, but Kennedy stops the count. Kennedy hits hardcore Holly with a steel chair by accident. A C-Plex to Kennedy by Lashley for the win. I went uh, two and a half here, Steve. Uh, very good, uh, very good triple threat match. And, of course, the fans go bananas when they see Bobby Lashley put on a performance here. You know, with that uh, no disqualification, the chair uh, came into play as well. So, uh, you know, Hardcore Holly throwing Lashley into the chair face first is always brutal, you know. So I went two and a half here. Hmm.
1: I went um a star of three quarters. Um it was fine. Um it was, you know, for the most part a handicap match, um, with Holly and Kennedy, you know, double teaming on Lashley, um, though they did go at it a couple times. Um kinda weird that I mean I guess I get why Kennedy took the pin, just because um, you know, even though he had you know he had won the match on and no way out, so they're giving um you know, let Lashley get him get his win back by having him pin Kennedy but now, unfortunately, you've just given themselves an out for our late Holly feud to continue because Holly can now say, "Oh, I was a pinned in the match, so I still deserve another shot so it seems like um Holly's gonna somehow you know maneuver his way into another um, opportunity here, and I don't want to make it seem like I'm you know being hard on Holly because 'cause I'm not because I know they need you know something to fill these weeks here for Lashley, but um, it just seems like um. You can tell the the, um, the roster depth is starting to kind of rear its ugly head here because you've got most, you know, you got the originals and new breed kind of, you know, obviously doing their thing. You've got your top, you know, you probably your, your biggest face in the, you know, besides Lashley, which is punk. He's now going to be occupied with money in the bank. And you've got Lashley here who's about to get into something major um, that we'll talk about on our next episode. And it just seems like you're run. You have nobody else here, so you're kind of just stuck with you know somebody like Holly, you know, you know feuding up with you know feuding with Lashley here. So, you know, we'll see how things continue on. But it just seems like um, it's time for Lashley to move on to something different here after being you know stuck here with Holly for like the last month. Yes, it
0: yes, it is probably time for it to move on. I mean, you could pull the. You could pull the trigger on Snitsky because he's looking like he's gonna be the new big bad bully heel. So I'd like to see what they do with Snitsky as well as we chug along here. But um like you said, Bobby Lashley is going to be moving on <laughs> is going to be moving on from something from hardcore Holly into something bigger. but you know you can be uh you can be on uh you can be hard on hardcore holly as long as you want because he's also featured in our next episode with uh bobby lashley as we get on to ecw february 27 from san jose california so back to back here uh in california i'm surprised that uh as you know, also that they the ECW teams up with uh, SmackDown. So, surprised they went back to back with uh, both um, both shows, uh, like um, in a two week span, were both in uh, California.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, I was, uh, yeah, I, I found that interesting myself, and I was kind of just looking here on um, on History of WWE dot com, and apparently, in between the tapings, um, they actually did a brief. Um, like week in new zealand so um i'm guessing that's probably why they wanted to keep the shows you know kind of close by so that's why they you know did back-to-back in california so i thought that was kind of a kind of interesting um you know that they did a week that they did a weekend um new zealand of all places
0: yeah so we get a um so we get a recap of raw and the battle of the billionaires match is going to take place at Wrestlemania 23. Mr. McMahon picks Umaga to represent him and Trump picks Bobby Lashley. So Bobby Lashley is going to uh, be representing Donald Trump in the Battle of the Billionaires versus Mr. McMahon and Umaga where if Bobby Lashley wins, Mr. McMahon gets his head shaved and if Umaga wins, Donald Trump gets his head shaved. You know, I was talking with my mom about this, and she was like, I wonder if this is a way for uh, them to finally give Donald Co- Donald Trump the haircut that he wants. But, uh, you know, when we get into WrestleMania 23, we'll talk more about that. But, uh, yeah, so Battle of the Billionaires is on.
1: Mm-hmm. And uh, interesting matchup of all things. You know, I don't think uh, when they've you know, made this announcement – um, I don't know if anybody thought it would be Lashley and Umaga, uh, especially if you read like you know kind of the rumor mills around that time. You know they were thinking about wanting to bring you know Hogan back in because it was going to be the you know 20th anniversary of WrestleMania 3, so maybe put him in there with something somebody like a like a Greg Khali or or somebody else. So, the, but I mean, you know, kudos to them to think that you know think enough of Lashley and Umaga to give them such a you know major high profile. Uh, you know, high profile match because I mean, because I mean, this this is pretty much what's selling Mania 23. I mean, yeah, we have Sean Cena and Taker Batista, but much of the publicity surrounding this mania is going to be around this battle of the billionaires. So, you know, to have Lashley and kind of be in the spotlight, you know, good for them.
0: I also remember hearing around the rumors that it was going to be. Hulk Hogan and if the big show hadn't asked for his release or if he didn't get released, it was going to be the big show. So it was going to be like Hulk Hogan versus some form of Andre the giant 20 years later with the big show. So I remember the big show was going to be a candidate to face Hogan at WrestleMania 23. But, uh, as we all know, those plans changed the big show getting released. So, uh, yeah. Umaga versus Bobby Lashley seems like a very good matchup. You know, you got the Samoan bulldozer versus this huge Olympic athlete here. So uh, we'll see how that uh, turns out when we get to WrestleMania 23. With that being said, we have another Money in the Bank qualifying match. This time it is Mr. Kennedy versus Sabu in an Extreme Rules match. So Mr. Kennedy is staying around on ECW, and he will get his opportunity to uh, try and get into the Money in the Bank match uh, versus Sabu. Kennedy misses, an, uh, Kennedy misses an elbow, a baseball slide by Sabu, an air, airborne, airborne somersault by Sabu. Sabu jumps over the table to get to Kennedy. Kennedy trips Sabu into the steel chair. Sabu missed the guillotine leg drop. Uh, he gets the guillotine. He gets the guillotine leg drop on Sabu, but he misses the diving leg drop onto the table. A DDT by Kennedy for the win uh, onto the table. So he pins. Uh, he pins Sabu after uh, getting DDT onto the table. A star and I want a star and a half on this one, uh, Steve. It was a good showing by both. Um, so and a good showing by Mr Kennedy at the
1: end. Yeah, I want to start in three quarters. So I thought it was a solid effort by both guys. Um Sabu getting you know gets on low, you know some of his offense, Kennedy, you know, you know hangs in there with him and that uh that bump Sabu took through the table looked nasty. I mean, he had to be hurting after that. Um pretty obvious Finish though, you knew with considering Sabu was in the heat of the original's new brief view that he wasn't going to be pulled from that to be in the money in the bank. Um, Kennedy definitely felt like the better choice because he seems right now as kind of the um, the odds on favorite. Because you're looking when you look at the match right now, you've got him, Punk, um, Edge, Booker, King Booker, and Jeff Hardy. So, I mean, right off the bat, that's a pretty good grouping. You now, there's still three spots left, so it'll uh, is interesting to see who fills them but right now it looks like um if you're if you're playing the odds in Vegas that um Kennedy's right now your one of your favorites to win that match.
0: Yeah, you know, I was um thinking that uh, I was going for uh I was going for Jeff Hardy uh because you know, I feel like he well, he or edge is like the master at the ladder matches. So I was giving the uh giving the advantage to them. So we'll see what happens uh as we uh, chuggle on to see who gets into the uh, money, who are going to be the last three competitors to get into the money in the bank. So now we have, uh, well, first off we have Mr. McMahon arriving to the ECW arena. And then we have, we go right into another match. It is balls Mahoney versus Matt Stryker signature, the signature punches, and a clothesline by Balls Mahoney, a huge diving lay drop by Balls Mahoney to Striker, but Gene Snits- uh, Snitsky comes out and he destroys both competitors. Not only does Balls Mahoney get a get a big boot, but also Mister Kennedy gets a big boot as well. Uh, I want a dud on this one as well because uh, it's just for Snitsky to come out and wreck havoc on the ecw roster
1: yeah i want a dud too again you know kind of you know just again ex- another you know this batch barely even goes you know um, doesn't even go a minute before Sinitsky comes out um yeah, funny seeing striker and balls again facing off um yeah. you know we've seen these guys you know go at it how many times now um but yeah again just uh, another reason for Sinitsky to come out and just lay waste and um I think it's gotta be time soon that we get Snitsky into a um, into a feud. I mean, yeah, him coming out like just destroying guys is fine, just to kind of get him established here in ECW as a new monster heel. But at some point, you know, you gotta have somebody kind of step up and say, you know, hey, enough's enough. I'm gonna take this guy out. So hopefully, as we get into the month into March here, we get uh, Snitsky into a into an actual feud.
0: And please do not let it be. Tommy Dreamer for a month, just getting his butt kicked every week like he did with The Great Khali. <laughs> I'll take anybody else. I'll take the Sandman or I'll even take Sabu. But just don't let it be Tommy Dreamer getting his butt kicked day after day. <laughs> Speaking of Tommy Dreamer, we go into a um, our new Breed versus ECW Originals match of the week. It is a tag team match this time. It's Marcus Corban and Kevin Thorne versus Rob Van Dam and Tommy Dreamer. Backflip by RVD. A hip toss by Tommy. tags to both Kevin and RVD. Split leg and moonsault by RVD. Rolling Thunder. Tommy dies onto Kevin. And surprisingly, here, Steve Sam and Kane's aerial and Elijah Bird pushes RVD pushes RVD to make him drop before he gets the frog splash. And then Kevin Thorne delivers the kiss of death. I went two stars here, Steve. I thought it was a very good showing by both uh, both teams here. Um, but really su- the surprise of the night was that they let Sam and Kane Ariel
1: yeah, I went um two stars at well. I thought this was a solid little tag match. Um Thorn and uh, Corvon looked pretty good as units, um, as of course do R V D and Dreamer. And yeah, the the fact that that I was a... Uh, I mean it and, and Sam wasn't soft on that shot. I mean she he got Ariel, you know, clear, you know, clear on the ass there. I mean she she took it like a champ. Um and um yeah, I've, you know, Thorne gets a little, you know, heat back after you know he he puts RVD over the la, you know last week and here he gets the win over him to this week you know thanks to you know little assistance from Burke, um, so you know the the new breed continues their um, basic dominance in essence of V C of the originals. I mean yeah, RVD got the win last week, but that was one win. I mean not the or, the uh, new breed have now won I think three the last three you know three of the last four weeks. So they're currently you know on a good run here and they've got the originals number to this point.
0: Yeah, so I think it was back um, after this match ends that Mr. McMahon makes the announcement that if in tonight's main event, Bobby Lashley does not defeat Hardcore Holly under five minutes in that steel cage, then Hardcore Holly becomes the ECW champion here. So Bobby Lashley is being punched by Mr. McMahon for the fallout of Monday night, saying that if Bobby Lashley does not defeat... C M P does not defeat Hardcore Holly in five minutes or less, then Hardcore Holly becomes the ECW Champion. So uh, you know another uh, challenge for Bobby Lashley here, as he uh, again is paired with Holly, but this time it's neat. It's a steel cage match, so the ECW crowd is uh, treated as something good here.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, putting in the cage is fine, and interesting that they have that little stipulation there um, to get maybe put some down on that, but again, I think going in, a lot of people probably figured Holly was not going to win um, the title, because he's already, you know, he dropped clean twice before, and he lost the previous week, so well, um, guess we'll just have to, um, to wait and see.
0: Yeah, so uh, I guess you're still not done yet, uh, going hard on Hardcore Holly, are you, Steve?
1: Well, I mean, mean, it's, you know, as I mean, it's as long as this is it, you know, this has, you know, at this point, you know, you're going all out here with, you know, the gimmick of the cage match. You are putting the stipulation on Um, it's I mean, you're honestly really this is even just this isn't more about Holly getting another title shot. This is just about, you know, Vince putting the screws to Lashley.
0: Yeah, but uh, I think it's very good uh, to enhance the storyline with uh, Bobby Lashley and Mr. McMahon as we go along. So, um, as we uh, as we've seen in the last episode, we covered uh, returns of uh, people coming back onto ECW after not being seen for a while. We have another return to to ECW television as it is CM Punk versus Stephen Richard Stevie Richards. <laughs> um, so we haven't seen Stevie in a long time. Uh, he's faced off with CM Punk as well, but. I guess they didn't have anybody else, and they wanted to see CM Punk wrestle, so they just threw Steven Richards out there. Diving Clothesline by Punk. Um, You know, I really sort of, um, not a whole lot from this one, but a Diving Clothesline by Punk and, uh, you know, the Running Knee by Punk, uh, and then the GTS uh, by Punk for the win. Uh, I went a star and a quarter here, Steve. Uh, not much showing from Stephen Richards, but a very good, another good showing by uh, Punk. So a star and a quarter.
1: Yeah, I went star and a half. Um, yeah, it's like again, you know, Stevie, another guy we haven't seen in a while. In a while. You know, where's he been? Um, but if if anything, it's a good, you know showing here for him he gets you know to show off a little bit of offense here before eventually putting punk over and like you said i think this was just an opportunity to you know get punk you know some more get punk another win here to build more momentum to uh the money in the bank match so um you know good showing by him and you know stevie's a guy that can you know put punk over strong which he did so nothing nothing much to say else about this match
0: uh no not at all so now uh, now it is time for the main event. It is Bobby Lashley versus Hardcore Holly. Lashley must win in five minutes or Hardcore Holly becomes the ECW champion. A shoulder takedown by Lashley. Hardcore gets busted open Oh as he gets thrown into the cage. Lashley runs into the boot by Holly. Holly is then climbing, trying to climb out of the cage. Out comes, Umaga. Uh, out comes Umaga with um- Mondo Alejandro Estrada. A suplex by Holly. A chair shot to Lashley's head. Belly-to-belly suplex. Holly gets hit by the chair. Power slam to Holly with 30 seconds left. Bobby Lashley pins, pins Hardcore Holly to retain the ECW title. Post-match, Lashley stares down Umaga, and then Bobby Lashley runs and shoulders tackles the side of the cage, and the cage collapses on Umaga. So Lashley goes right into the steel cage with a shoulder block, and he crashes into Umaga with the, with the cage itself. So the cage falls and hoots Umaga. This was a crazy spot here. As for the match, I went and star in three quarters. It was good. You know, um, good odds uh, on – it seemed like it was very good odds on Hardcore Holly as he tried to uh, survive uh, the five minutes to become ECW title. But, you know, it was a great finish that, uh, you know, it came down to the wire with Lashley getting the win over Hardcore Holly. And that post-match shoulder tackle where the cage falls on Umaga was great.
1: Oh yeah, definitely. Um, I went a star in three quarters as well. Um, I liked the match. I thought it was a good showing. Um, Holly got some good, you know, decent offense in, but eventually, you know, does, does the right thing and puts, um, Lashley over strong, um, with, with some time to spare. So they, you know, they put Lashley over, you know, getting, not beaten him, you know, being able to be within the time limit. Um, like I said, hopefully that that's, you know, that pretty much puts an end to Holly. You know, he's gotten his, he's basically gotten his month to get with, with Lashley and he's, he did put him over three times, so I will give him give him credit on that um but then like yeah the I mean you don't even remember the match it's just you know what happens afterwards i mean that's a pretty memorable moment there for lashley when you don't really hear him hear a lot of um when it comes to his career i mean he's had you know some great moments you know during this run and then when obviously when he returns but um you don't hear a lot about this moment of him, you know, diving into that, you know, the side of the cage and having to knock over on top of Umaga. I mean, that's a big moment there for him. So uh really, you know, putting himself over, you know, putting him, you know, getting himself over here at the expense of uh of Vincent Umaga. So it's gonna be interesting to see how they keep this momentum going here, going into Mania.
0: Yes, indeed. So that's gonna close out the uh the two show that's gonna close out the show here. Um, so uh, the road to Wrestlemania is in effect We still have some more money in the bank uh, Slots to fill in as well but um, And we have to see where the uh, um, ECW originals Versus the new breed feud is going to go So a lot to uh, look forward to As uh, we march on to Wrestlemania 23 Before we go Steve Do you have anything that you want to plug Or that you can direct listeners to?
1: Yeah, so um, be sure to check um, check me out over on the PTB Pop Experience. I have a couple shows going on over there. Um, I have Pop Ghost of Classics, where myself, Andy Atherton, and Miranda Berthold are going through all the Disney animated films. A um, little bit of a break here, you know, just, you know, with one of us being in Germany, it's, you know, a little hard to do scheduling, but we should be back um, at the beginning of next year uh, with Hercules. So I'm looking forward to getting into that show, uh, that movie. Uh, I also have Making Matt Rushmore. Uh, monthly show that i do o- over there and then of course i do um are part of the uh, video jukebox song of the day um every monday through friday a uh, different uh voice whether it's myself it's um, usually andy i know uh, keith is getting involved a lot more uh we basically live watch a music video and then just talk about it so we got some we've had some great videos to this point um this month we have two great theme weeks we have our uh we have Guardians of the Galaxy week where we're t- talking uh, songs from those two soundtracks, and then of course, as we get towards the end of the month, we will be doing, of course, a Christmas week. So lots of uh, good, good uh, Christmas songs to look forward to. in that um, you can usually find me over on the uh, PTB Facebook page. Uh, lots of great discussions, and you know, over there um, when we get to our next when we get to next year, we should have our. Um, have a new tournament coming up here soon. So be on the lookout for that and be sure to check out everything else. um, Not just the pop feed, but also on the uh, North South connection feed, uh, which also houses the Jenny position.
0: Yes. Thank you, Steve, for uh, directing all the listeners to everything that uh, we, the place to be has to offer in one of our four, uh, one of our four uh, channel stations of uh, podcasts. As for me, recently I just did um, a laugh in theater with Andy over on the Place to Be Pop feed, so by the time this drops, hopefully that drops, as, that drops as well. We did Office Christmas Party starring Jason Bateman and Jennifer Aniston, where um, you know Jennifer Aniston is looking to close out uh, her, brother's, um, her brother's company uh, account and so uh this guy just basically blows his budget on like this huge big holiday christmas party trying to land one major deal and uh it was very very funny so uh be sure to listen to that as uh me and Andy, Andy give our take on that well that will do it uh for us here on extreme resurrection i'm james Gruenberg, he's steve riddle and we will see you next time <laughs>